Welcome in to the Locked On Stars podcast. I'm Josh Clark, the Dallas correspondent at NHL.com, alongside my co-host Kenneth Nash, the site expert at NolanWrighton.com, bringing you this Thursday episode. Kenneth, happy Thursday to you. Happy Thursday to all of our listeners. Hope you're all doing well. Hope you're all staying safe during these unprecedented, uncertain times. But Kenneth, after four months of it seemed like no hope in the sports world. We're finally, it's, it's still an if, and there's still, I'm not going to be convinced until, you know, there's tip-off, there's puck drop, there's first pitch, there's everything. But at the moment, it seems like we finally have a little bit of hope, something to cling to, something to lean on. Yeah, there's everything's kind of progressing to the point where uh, it's starting to look like we will have sports um, at some point this year. Um, you know, it's going to be interesting. Obviously, there's still a lot of moving parts. We've talked about that. You know, not everything is going as smoothly as I think people hoped. Right. Uh, you know, you look at MLS, FC Dallas is pulled out of the uh, return to play tournament that started last night. Um, joining them today is Nashville SC, another team uh, pulled out earlier this morning. Uh, you've got a lot of players that are pulling out as individuals from their return to plays, whether that's uh, baseball, basketball, uh, hockey, kind of everything. Um, you know, but at the same time, you know, we're, we're taking the steps towards having a season restart. So as long as things keep progressing, you know, it start, it looks good in terms of uh, being able to get hockey this year. Right. And I know I the date is either today or tomorrow that – or actually the reported date, rather, that players have to notify their teams if they do not want to return to play. As we talked about on Tuesday in the current agreement that's on the table right now for Phase 3 and Phase 4 in the CBA – uh, there's no penalty for players that want to opt out for various reasons, whether personal reasons, family reasons, whatever the case may be, health reasons. There's no, There will be no penalty for any of those players. So I'm sure we'll be hearing a list. If there is a list, I'm sure we'll be hearing about it in the next uh, 24 to 48 hours. As we know with the Dallas Stars, Roman Polak is one of those players that has decided to opt out. We talked about that a little while ago. Uh, but now, Kenneth, we're we're moving. We're actually we're actually seems like we're s- sort of surging, sprinting towards the beginning of training camp. Just a few days away, training camp set to open in the NHL on Monday, July 13th. Assuming that this current plan, this current agreement between the NHL and NHLPA is approved by the Board of Governors and the NHLPA full membership, it was ratif- or was agreed and backed by the NHLPA executive board on. I guess what's today the ninth. It was on the on Tuesday the seventh. So lots lots of moving parts still. But if there's two more agreements and both sides uh, ratify this agreement, training camps will open on the thirteenth, and we'll roll from there. So Kenneth, as we know, the stars are going to be in Frisco practicing. Don't know uh, Rick Bonus as we talked about on Tuesday. Very conscious about the rest to rest to practice balance. So we don't really know what the schedule is going to look like yet for the Stars or any of the other 23 teams trying to play. But, Kenneth, we didn't talk about something as much as we would like to have on Tuesday. And it's it's a big part of this whole negotiation, but it's kind of being swept under the rug because of the timing. Everyone is thinking about the here and now. We haven't had hockey for four months. And so the the return to play is on the top, on the in the forefront of everybody's minds right now. But there's another big part of this agreement. There's another big part of this uh, this four-month hiatus, and that's the fact that the NHL and NHLPA have agreed to extend the CBA 
through the 2025-2026 season. That's the collective bargaining agreement. In other words, that is the the issue, the primary issue in the past two lockouts in the NHL. But now, Kenneth, it seems like we have at least another half a decade. And one of the biggest parts of that new CBA is that NHL players will reportedly be allowed to compete in the Winter Olympics going forward. Yeah, I think that was, uh, if you remember back, I guess it was really, I don't remember, I don't remember how long ago it was. It feels like it's been three years and it's, it's really in the seventh month of the year. Yes. But it was it, dating back to early this season and before the season started. I know that was a, a topic of contention about how to get, you know, getting the new CBA done. Right. Uh, or progressing through. Was that going to be allowed? And obviously uh, they determined if. If it does get approved, um, that it will be, they'll be allowed to compete in the Winter Olympics, which I think is a big deal. And I think, right. I think what's so key for this, and we talked a little bit about this on Tuesday, was just the getting this done in the manner that they did prevents us from losing out on hockey down the road, which right. I think is something that's always in the back of uh, fans' minds, hockey fans' minds. I think uh, everybody, if you followed hockey recently, you're probably a little bit jaded, uh, a little bit maybe towards the league, towards the players', players association, whatever it may be. Yeah. Just because on two occasions within somewhat recent memory, you have missed out on chunks of a hockey season due to due to lockout. Right. So I think I think having this done, I think, gets maybe some fans even more excited for this restart, knowing that there's not that, I guess, cloud hanging over uh, hanging over them that is CBA negotiations. Yeah, and honestly, when you think about it, going into the pause, you weren't really thinking about it because you were thinking about how long is it going to be till we get hockey back. But there was really no better time to uh, debate and you know and agree on a new CBA because when you with the pandemic not knowing what the next day would bring not knowing if hockey was going to come back in a month three months a year two years whatever the case may be there was a lot of uncertainty there so why not use the time the downtime to plan for the future and so major props to the NHL and the NHLPA on getting that done and the Olympics obviously a big part of that if you recall the last time the NHL NHL players were allowed to participate in the Olympics was 2014, and there was there was it was funny, Kenneth, because there was like a three-week pause in the NHL season back in 2014. Like the Stars played on February 8th, I remember, and then they didn't play again until like February 27th, and it was because the Olympics were there, and all and a couple Stars players got to go to the Olympics, including Jamie Benn. Uh, I'm 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 blanking on. Kari uh, Lettinen was there. Kari <laughs> Lettinen was there as well. I'm trying to think of the Stars roster from six years ago. The turnover has been significant. Uh, Jamie Ben, Kari Lettinen, handful of others, possibly. Not even sure. Um, but I remember I remember <laughs> I like watching those games. Yeah, and Jamie Ben had a huge part. Scored a couple of big goals for Team Canada. Obviously, won gold with Canada. And so it's a big it's a it's a big selling point not only for hockey fans. But just as much for these hockey players that grew up watching their team, their national team, grew up cheering for their national team. It's an honor for them to be able to go and compete with their home country, with their you know fellow countrymen for a three-week period trying to win gold. One of the hardest things to do in the world is win an Olympic medal. Yeah, it is. And I think one thing that's really key about this is, uh, you know, in hockey, I don't want to 
labeled hockey too much like this, but I know um, from a, from a soccer perspective, and in North America, one of the big driving forces in the growth of soccer um, viewership and support recently has been people following the national team. Obviously, right. the U.S. men's national team not really performing up to the standards that we would like. But you know, when they compete in a World Cup, when they compete in the Olympics, more so the World Cup in in, in soccer sense. There's a boost to viewership follow right right after that. Right. People are more in, interested in soccer. People want to follow. And I think for people who are maybe fringe hockey fans, they, they like the sport, but they don't really know how to get into yep. it. And they don't really necessarily have a team or, or whatever it may be. The easiest way to latch on to something is when your country is attached to it. For so sure. I think having people or having players allowed to play for their national teams, I think for the league is somewhere, it's a way to draw in some fans who may go, you know what, I don't really watch hockey, but, you know, Canada, I'm, you know, either from Canada, I'm not really a hockey person, although we, the under the stereotype, we're going to assume they all yeah, are, right? Yep. But they may go, okay, but Canada's playing, I want to watch this. Or from a U.S. perspective, yeah. U.S., you know, U.S. national team, I may not be a big hockey person, but I'm going to watch the U.S. play, and then that may bring them in. So you never know, and I think that's a big boost, is, is having these players on a different front kind of uh, drawing in fans from a different angle. Yeah, and it's a big boost in viewership, like you said. I mean, just for me with soccer, I mean, I remember watching the uh, women's national team multiple occasions, on multiple yep. occasions in uh, in big games. I remember the game against Japan back in, I think, 2015 or 2014, where they just routed so. I them. I never really watched a soccer game, but I was like, I was fully invested in that game as they just shellacked uh, the Japan national team. But it's a big boost in viewership, and for regular hockey fans, it gives them a chance to watch their favorite team's players in three, five different countries. And for, like you said, those French hockey fans, Kenneth, there's a chance to learn the sport by cheering for your national team and then maybe if they find a favorite player on their national team they link back to that player's team and they start watching that team and so it's a it's a domino effect and a good one at that but definitely happy to hear that the nhl will be heading back to the olympics in i believe 2022 will be the next winter olympics um assuming all goes according to plan right now but not much is going according to plan right now but besides that Good news there on the NHL and NHLPA front with the contra- or collective bargaining agreement. And coming up, we will now we will also talk about the return to play, the schedule, not only the schedule for this year's return to play, but also the tentative schedule for how next season, the 2020-2021 season, will look when the Locked on Stars podcast continues in a moment. Have you ever wondered how pricing works at chain stores when you're trying to get uh, get parts or get service done for your vehicle. Chain stores often have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear, kind of like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody, doesn't require membership or an account login. It's a family-owned business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. Best of all, prices at RockAuto.com always reliably low and... Like I said, do the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck. And while you're there, write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com
Back here, the Locked On Stars podcast, bringing you this Thursday episode alongside my co-host, Kenneth Nash, site expert, NolanWrighton.com. I'm Josh Clark, the Dallas correspondent at NHL.com, bringing you some Thursday updates around the NHL, around the return-to-play plan, uh, which should, assuming it gets ratified by the Board of Governors and the NHLPA full membership over the next 24 to 48 hours, training camps will be opening on Monday. And within three weeks, Kenneth, we'll hopefully have puck drop on exhibition games, the qualifying round, the round robin, and then the Stanley Cup playoffs. So lots of momentum right now in the NHL and in other sports as well. If you're an NBA fan, you know uh, most teams are now either on their way or have already made it to the bubble in Orlando and are getting ready to uh, gear up for those that seven-game schedule. It is seven games, right? Can it seven-game schedule in the NBA before the playoffs? Uh, or six games? That sounds right. Six or that seven, sounds right. yeah. Some- yeah, somewhere along there. I haven't, looked, I haven't looked too much into it. No, I've been I've been too <laughs> focused on the NHL, of course. But then we also have MLB, if you're a baseball fan. MLB currently in the middle of summer camp, getting ready to kickstart their season here in a few weeks. And so, Kenneth, let's talk about not only the short term that the NHL has been planning for, but also the long term. So yesterday, I believe it was Emily Kaplan on from ESPN on Twitter uh, that tweeted out that she said she was told the most likely plan for the NHL was to have three games per day in each hub city. So do the math, Kenneth, if we use our college math skills, three times two, that's six games per day for the average viewer to watch. Now, of course, not really sure if you'll be able to access all of those games at the beginning, considering they'll be on regional networks, and so not sure if there'll be any national games, but that the broadcast stuff's still getting worked out. But Kenneth, to sit down on your couch and be able to watch meaningful hockey games at 11, 1, 3, 5, 7, and 9 is a, my, my head almost exploded just with that's going to be so much fun to watch and to endure. You know what it, you know what it is? It's March Madness for hockey. Honestly, it where is. You wake up, where you wake up, and there's just there's ga- there's sports on yes. all day long. Yes, and they're meaningful games. And we sit in the back of our college classrooms and watch it on our laptops while yeah, we just try like and a, pay attention. Yeah, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. Yeah. So it's it's you know who's not excited? I go back to I go back to work right at the the first week of August. So uh, it's going to be great timing for me. I'll have something to do while I'm. Uh, while I'm working. Quote, yeah, air quotes to the <laughs> max, working. But yes, I hope you have a lot of TVs in your office. Um, so that that's an important. I don't. I don't. No? But I have. I have a mul- I have a second screen for my laptop, and so what I generally do Perfect. is I work from my laptop and I drag ESPN or Fox Sports Perfect. or NBC, SN or whatever yep. it is over to the other screen. So I will have another screen. You've got your setup. I'm glad to hear it. And uh, for all the hockey fans, as I tweeted out yesterday, I really hope you have a comfortable couch or a lazy boy or something because if you're still working from home or if you're still you know not going into the office and you've got every day is just kind of a blank canvas. They've got six hockey games potentially waiting for you in just a few weeks. So that'll be exciting uh, without a doubt. And, you know, knowing the Stars will be in the mountain time zone, that will mean, I'm assuming, Kenneth, that will mean they are the 1 o'clock, 5 o'clock, and 9 o'clock games uh, in the central time zone for all those in central time. So we might have to endure a couple late nights, but if you're a Texas Rangers fan or if you've been a Stars fan since the mid-2000s, early 2000s, late 2000s, you know what it's like to stay up for 9 o'clock games. So get the coffee pot going and let's get the show on the road. But 
let's talk a little bit of long-term, Kenneth. So uh, Frank Saravalli actually tweeted out yesterday, uh, Frank Saravalli from TSN Sports, he tweeted out a number of tentative dates that he had uh, acquired from the MOU, the NHL and NHLPA MOU, which I, uh, Kenneth, that does mean Memorandum of Understanding. I learned that today. Um, so memorandum, the MOU. Big fancy word. Yes, big fancy, yeah, big fancy, uh, uh, what do you call those? M- what's like three capital Acronyms? Uh, yeah, there we go. That's the one. Um, but anyways, he tweeted out a tentative return to play schedule, and then he tweeted out a tentative schedule for next season or leading into next season. So the tentative return to play schedule said that July 24th teams will travel to their hub city. So that gives you, in other words, 10 to 11 days to do training camp. Then you have July 25th, they'll play a handful of exhibition games just to let everybody get warmed up, get, try and get their legs under them as best as possible. July 30th is when qualifying round and round robin begins. August 9th is first round of Stanley Cup playoffs. August 23rd is second round of Stanley Cup playoffs. September 6th is the conference finals. Then September 20th, the Stanley Cup finals will begin. And October 20, or October 2nd, rather, will be the last possible game of the Stanley Cup final. And then get this, Kenneth. So we have those tentative dates. Once again, those are all subject to change. October 6th is also the pinpointed date, the tentative date for the 2020 NHL draft. And we'll also find out eventually who, who lands that number one spot. Kenneth still has a chance at the Stanley Cup right now. Wacky times. <laughs> but then we get into these other dates, Kenneth. You get into the later of October 9th or seven days after the Cup final ends will be the opening of the free agency frenzy. And unlike the last few years, the interview period has been eliminated. So those five or six days before free agency where teams are allowed to call unrestricted free agents and negotiate with them and talk and give them pitches and whatnot, that's out the window. It's going to be like back to the old times where once the clock hits 11 a.m. Central Time, teams are on a fire, on on fire going, calling different free agents, trying to uh, make a quick pitch, get them, get them lined up and potentially get them signed in that handful of short time. Then you've got November 17th as the tentative opening day for training camps for the 2020-2021 season. That's six, nine days before Thanksgiving here in America. And then you have December 1st, the opening of the 2020-2021 regular season. So Kenneth, at first glance, that's really cramped. Yeah, it is. It's it's and, and it's it was always going to be crammed if it, if this continues the way that uh, they would like for it to continue. It was always going to be crammed right. because you're trying to fit essentially the playoffs. I mean, that's yes. what you're trying to fit the playoffs a in, and a in, half. The time, in the in the time that you would normally be doing, yeah. getting gearing up for training camps and everything like that. So you're trying to do that, which is obviously going to push everything else back. And so you're really trying to accelerate the process. I think what'll be interesting uh, beyond how players return for this uh, for the playoffs and obviously a, a four month layoff and then they're basically get a couple weeks of training camp. How what'll be interesting is how they return for next season, especially some of these veterans that uh, you know take full advantage of the time off to kind of rest and recuperate. Right. You know they're not going to have that. They're only going to have you know a, a couple of months really to get right and, and to get back going again before they dive back into training camp and then the, the next season. Um, so that's going to be interesting, and I think we'll have to see how that plays out, especially for the Stars. They have some veterans on their team. For sure. That, One of the uh, oldest teams in the league. Have, 
Yeah. Yeah, they'll have to they'll have to they'll have to deal with that. They'll have to manage that. I think Rick Bonus has talked about his balance of uh, practice and and uh, rest, and I think that's going to be really key if he can get that mix right, not only for this season but for next year. Right, and it's an interesting topic, and we'll talk a little bit more about that right around the corner here on the Locked On Stars podcast. Back here at Locked On Stars Podcast, I'm Josh Clark, joined alongside by my co-host, well not alongside, virtually alongside by my co-host Kenneth Nash. We're wrapping up this Thursday episode before we get to our NHL 20 updates, and there's a lot to talk about. Uh, We'll be wrapping up our off-seasons, following our second seasons in the NHL, and Kenneth has some good news to share with you. I have some not-so-good news to share with you. At least I don't think it is, but... We'll talk about how the offseason went for each of us in just a few minutes. But Kenneth, let's start. Let's finish by wrapping up this, uh, or let's let's start the C block by wrapping up our talk from the last block about the tentative 2020-2021 season schedule for the NHL. Uh, a lot to lot to get into, and as you were talking about before the break, Kenneth, it's it's a little crammed, which obviously kind of has to be. They're trying to fit basically one and a half seasons into one calendar year and so you've got a a lot to focus on a lot to work with and even so much as you know unrestricted free agents that are going to be in the stanley cup final right once that's over in one week they're going to be have to be on the phones instead of having that you know two or three week period where they can rest relax recharge and then think about their future it's more of like right once game six or game five or game seven whatever's over you got to get you got to prepare for your future and then if you sign a contract on October 9th or whenever that date is and training camps start November 17th, that gives you six weeks to pack up your entire family, pack up your life and move somewhere new, move to a new location. And in the midst of this pandemic, that might be difficult, Kenneth. It probably will be to an extent. Uh, some new challenges arise in that, but a lot to work with and then trying to manage or balance out the the break time. You know, players are usually used to being on for nine nine months or so eight to nine months then they take a month off of just rest relaxation vacation then they start their off-season training then they slowly work their way back up to game speed by the time training camp comes around this time if you're in the stanley cup final yeah you've got six weeks to rest before you dive into a new season so it like you said kenneth it's going to be interesting to see how these players both rookies and veterans react to this crammed new schedule although it is tentative it'll be interesting to see yeah, it, they're they're gonna have to they're gonna have to adjust, and then it's gonna be take adjustment from the coaching perspective. Obviously, realizing that you can't uh, maybe go as full on as you normally would during the beginning of the season, trying to get things ramped up. And from a player's perspective, it's just gonna be I think it's gonna be a new level of uh, maybe a new level of work needed from them. Not that they, you know they they're always gonna work hard. You don't get to that level without working hard, but it's an adjustment. They're used to off seasons and right. and that's that's something they've got to get used to. So we'll see how that plays out uh going into next year. Yeah. And so lots to still talk about. Once again, we're happy to be here with you and talk through it all. Thank you all once again for listening to us, sticking with us through these past four months. It's been a blast. Uh well it hasn't really been a blast, Kent, but we've made the most of it, right? We've we've enjoyed it as much <laughs> as possible. Uh Spent a lot of time playing NHL 20. Spent a lot of time playing Warzone. Spent a lot of time getting angry at Warzone. Um, but, you know, we've made it, Kenneth. It, we've made it. And so 
Thank you all for listening to us. Thank you for sticking with us. Hopefully we'll get ramped back up to five episodes a week here in the next few weeks once play begins. Because at, at this point, Kenneth, I, I, I could see the Stars playing every other day for uh, a few weeks. I mean, it, basically every other day, getting things, getting the ball rolling. And it'll be quick, it'll be fast-paced, but we'll be here for it. But now, Kenneth, we're going to wrap up our show the only way we know how, at least the only way we've known how over the past four months. I don't even know how we used to wrap up shows, Kenneth. I, I'm not sure. We used to, like, preview we games. We just had a normal— We would preview yeah, games Yeah, we, we used to get a preview of the next game. Yeah, yep. but that, that's about it. But now we've got the only way we know how anymore. Let's talk about our NHL 20 My Pros. So if this is your first time listening to us, if you're new to the podcast, or if you're still semi-new— uh, Kenneth and I started up our own NHL 20 My Pros on the video game on EA Sports NHL 20. Uh, played through the Memorial Cup. Were drafted by I was drafted by the Anaheim Ducks. I'm a left winger. Kenneth's a defenseman. Drafted by the Pittsburgh Penguins, and eventually traded over to the New Jersey Devils. We just completed our second season in the NHL, and Kenneth. Now it's time. I uh, the Ducks were. Eliminated in the first round by the Colorado Avalanche in five games. And Kenneth did not make the playoffs with the Devils. But now we've both simulated through our offseason. Uh, we've simulated our summers with our teams. And Kenneth, how did the Devils do in the free agency frenzy, in the draft, in the trade market, wherever else? How? What's the outlook for the 2021-2022 New Jersey Devils? Uh, yeah, so looking at our season, obviously it didn't end very well. But... It looks like our uh, our front office is really trying to make a push this year. Maybe they know that they've got a certain uh, certain young defenseman in a contract That's coming year, up on a contract I, year. Yep. I think we actually have two now that I think about it because um, is Jack yeah, Hughes? So, no, Jalen Kuyper, that twenty year old who's now a ninety two oh, rated yes. defenseman. Yes, he's also in a contract year. Oh my so, god, uh, they're going to be shelling out two. the big bucks this summer. Yeah, so my guess is he's probably the priority to sign over <laughs> me. Uh, but they uh, they invested this off season. They brought in uh, a couple of basically uh, low, you know, bottom six forwards. We definitely needed some depth scoring, depth opportunities. Some familiar names coming in. Matthias Janmark is signed. He's now our Third line, uh, third line right winger, and then uh, another familiar name, Brett Ritchie. He's on the fourth line. There we go. Right wing on the fourth okay. line. So a couple of former stars. Yep. Well, cur- current star, former star, um, former stars in this in this uh, in this state. Yes. Um, brought in some other players as well. Uh, brought in Jesper Fast. Um, to uh, he's skating on the second line. So three new right wingers uh, joining the team. Uh, PK Subban is gone. He left in free agency. Um, so our top pairing now is Jalen Kuyper. He's the 20-year-old, 92-rated defenseman. Will Butcher's up there with him. We signed Hampus Lindholm from <laughs> Josh's <laughs> Anaheim yes, Ducks. Love a uh, very, very talented defenseman. He's sitting on our second pairing, which is to have Hampus Lindholm on the second pairing is pretty is, impressive. Yes, um, you're deep. Alongside D- Damon Severson. And then I am on the third pairing with Lucas Johansson. And, of course, myself. So the defense is looking really solid. Essentially, we replaced P.K. Subban with Hampus Lindholm and then added some uh, added some forwards, which we needed some scoring options. We also signed a new goalie, uh, Anti Ranta. That's oh, Ante, I was about okay. To say, I, was about to say, I was about to say Anti Niemi. No, Ante oh, Ranta gosh, has I would joined. say you poor soul. <laughs> yeah, so he's joined. 
uh, he'll pair up with Mackenzie Blackwood. So uh, a lot of change coming. Definitely, I think they maybe maybe the Devils realize they need uh, they need a little spark. And they do. in real life, the New Jersey Devils picking up a new head coach. Yes, in uh, Lindy Ruff. If you had if you if you had virtually signed Lindy Ruff, Kenneth, you would have had a a 15, 18 goal, like sixty eight point season coming up. Um, oh, that would have been very beneficial for me. Yes, very much, especially in a contract year. But over in Orange County, uh, the big news before free agency started, I actually won two awards, Kenneth. So I, I can imagine, you can probably guess what one of those is. The, the highlight of my career has been oh, uh, basically being blasted by injury after injury. And so I always fight back. You know, I always claw my way back into the lineup, recover, and then do my best. In the last year, I had a 21-goal, 63-point season through 50 games. So I did win the Bill Masterton Memorial Trophy for my perseverance and dedication and commitment to hockey. And I also won the Calder, Kenneth. So in other words, the Calder is the, the league's top rookie. But this was my second season. But when I think back on it, I only played 15 games in my actual first season. So it did not qualify me as a rookie. So this year, my 50-game season, I won the Calder Memorial Trophy. So I walked away with a lot of hardware at the NHL Awards show in Vegas. And then going into the offseason, some some moves, some big moves were made outside the Ducks. The Stars signed uh, Mika Zibanejad, Miko Koivu, and Patrice Bergeron. P.K. Subban and Joe Pavelski went to the Islanders. Uh, Claude Giroux, Philip Forsberg, Evgeny Malkin, and David Perron all went to the Florida Panthers. And then Zdeno Chara signed with the Lightning. Henrik Lundqvist went to the Golden Knights. And then Neil was James Neal was traded to L.A. for Adam Larson. But then going into the Anaheim moves, Kenneth, I'm a little upset. And that's why this contract year is going to be all the more important because I don't know if we upgrade. I think we downgraded a little bit in the offseason. So just like Hampus Lindholm signed with the New Jersey Devils in Kenneth's game, he signed away to the Carolina Hurricanes in my game. Uh, we did, however, sign Colton Pareko to a five-year deal. So that's a big boost, especially to our blue line. We had some issues back there last year, but losing Lindholm, getting Pareko, I think is a slight bump, a slight advantage for us until you realize that uh, we also traded Cam Fowler to the Buffalo Sabres for two picks. We got two picks for Cam Fowler. I don't understand that in any way. Uh, but anyway, Connor Sheary, our leading point getter, signed with LA on a six-year deal. Our leading point getter from the from the regular season. Ricard Raquel, who I had some great chemistry with in the playoffs, he was our second-line center last season. He left for Colorado. In other words, if you can't beat him, join him after they beat us in the first round. We also re-signed Darren Sprong to a six-year deal, and we signed Mark Giordano to a one-year deal. And then, Kenneth, to top it off, we signed three goaltenders in one day. We signed Jonathan Bernier, we signed Laurent Brassat, and we signed Keith Kincaid all in the same day while keeping John Gibson and Jared Coro. So we now have five NHL-level goaltenders. And not sure what we're going to do with them. Not sure how we're going to deploy them. But maybe our AHL team is going to make a hot run for the Calder Cup. But at this point, I'm not sure. I don't. I think we stepped back a little bit, and we were already a wild card last year. Not sure how that's going to go. But in our next update, we will have played through the preseason and be gearing up for the regular season. So hopefully, I'll see some positive signs in the preseason. But until then, 
We'll see, Kenneth. We'll see. I, 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 I'm <laughs> keeping my options open. I'm not committed to Anaheim yet. I do love it there. They've treated me really well. I'm on the first line, first units of everything. But at this point, I'm not sure if it is my future, especially if we struggle this year because we just haven't been able to win the big game. We've been to the playoffs both years, but we haven't gotten out of the first round. And so we'll see how it goes. We'll see. The, the free agency market's still calling potentially. But I guess that's about all we've got for this Thursday episode, Kenneth. So uh, I, I just want to once again reiterate just how thankful Kenneth and I are for each and every one of you that continue to listen to us on the daily. We hope that in the near future we'll be back to doing five episodes a day, talking all sorts of stars, playoff action, qualif- or uh, round robin rather, and Stanley Cup playoff action, and then free agency. Heck, Kenneth, with how, how fast these first seven months have gone by, the free agency will be here in a, in a couple sleeps at this rate. But with all that being said, Kenneth, do you have any final remarks? I want to leave the floor open to you. Uh, just want to echo what Josh said, that we're incredibly grateful for everybody that's continued to listen to us throughout this, uh, throughout this strange sportsless time that we're in. We're hoping uh, that once hockey gets back started, if it does get back started, in the, the manner that we hope that we'll be able to get back to five episodes a week, uh, one every weekday, and probably we'll have some extras in there, um, you know, coinciding when, with, with when the stars play and, you know, hopefully a deep playoff run. We can get back to a little bit of a little bit of normalcy in terms of uh, podcasting. But as always, make sure to go follow us on Twitter at Locked on Stars. Follow our personal accounts. I'm at Kenneth underscore Nash 19. Josh is at Josh underscore Clark 02. And make sure to hit subscribe wherever you listen to the podcast. So we show up in your feed every time we drop a new episode. Clean, smooth, and to the point. I like it. Once again, thank you all. Hope you have a happy Thursday. Hope you stay well, stay safe, and we'll talk to you soon.